We're back for the week three edition of NFL Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm JT Hayes with Run Pure Sports. You can find me as always on Twitter at jthayesjr.com. And look, if you haven't already subscribed to the Mayo Media Network, if you haven't already smashed the like button, then please do so right now. And also, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, let me tell you a little bit about it. They use DraftKings fantasy point scoring, your job. Pick the over or under on a given week. If you enter code MMN, you'll get a $100 deposit match courtesy of the generosity of Pat Mayo at the Mayo Media Network. And one of the other things that's going on right now is a props contest sponsored by the Mayo Media Network. Now, you're going to make five picks every single Sunday. You can play 18 weeks. In fact, when I get to the end here, I'll tell you about a special bonus if you're really bad at this and you play all 18 weeks. But... Your bet must equal $7.11. You make five picks. There are special bonuses every week, $50 bonuses for anyone who gets five picks correct. And then at the end of the year, at the end of the season, the best pickers, so to speak, in this contest have a chance at some significant prizes. First prize, $3,000. Second prize, $1,500. And then third place, $1,000. There's also a fourth and a fifth. And like I mentioned, if you play this, 18 all 18 nfl weeks and you are dead last you are the worst of the worst you're going to get a hundred dollar bonus just to keep you going into next season now as you guys know every thursday every friday morning it's me and one of my good buddies tyler tambaline tambo at run pure sports as well tambo of course shipped the millie on monday and said i'm taking the week off now he shipped the millie with 300 other people so it's fine. He actually has a conflict. He'll be back next week. But I've got one of my other homies from Run Pure Sports, a guy who actually did ship the Millie, one of the first Millies in the history of Millie makers, a guy who now at, at Run Pure, everybody knows Big T, JSU, people know Draft Sheet, AP. But we've got such a deep roster that this is one of the unsung guys. And I've seen him smash in PGA and NBA, and I know that he knows his NFL, and I'm excited to be joined this week by one of my homies, Bobby Gomes. Bobby, how's it going on Thursday? Thanks for stepping up, Tambo, you know, out lounging, taking his victory lap. How are you doing? How's your NFL season going so far? Yeah, I had to step in for my guy, Tambo. Tambo's been great to me. Uh, love working with him at RPS. You as well, JT Hayes. Not a, not every day you get a chance to come on a show with Mr. Clean, you know? We got, we got Mr. Clean here. That's a great, great, great shave job you do up there week in, week out. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to be here, excited to talk uh, NFL DFS. Lost a, a King of the Beach ticket on that second Matt Ryan interception last week, so... We're going to try to turn things around this week, get one of those tickets, and uh, hope to dive into this with you and try to pick all these winners we got here for us. Look, I don't know if that means you had Matt Ryan or someone had the Buccaneers defense. Someone at the uh, Bucks D. <laughs> uh, some of our guys at Rumpier, I was completely off of the Falcons last week. They just, uh, as a Falcon season ticket owner, I watch a lot of their games and I said, you know what? They don't have the player personnel to make this team competitive this season. They did for about the first half. And then, as you mentioned, the second half, the Bucs just completely took over. Good news, the Falcons are on the slate again this week. Last week for my prize picks, I went with Jarvis Landry, 
and the over. I think it was right around 58 and a half yards. Of course, Jarvis Landry getting hurt did not help my cause at all. He didn't make the over, but Mike Evans in that matchup against the Falcons did smash his over. I think it was 54 and a half. As always, Bobby Gomes, we start with our prize picks. I'll let you go first. I've got a couple that I like. Where are you looking at in terms of your prize picks for this NFL week? Yeah, so really, I'm going to start in San Diego with the San Diego Chargers or LA Chargers for for now. Well, that's what they are. Can't get the San Diego out of my head. But I make anyways, a mistake every week. I think I did it last week on this show. Them and the Washington Football Team, but obviously, I just either either or. I just I'm always getting it mixed up. So Mike Williams, Mike Lombardi's kind of running him in that um, Mike Thomas role in. Uh, over the first two weeks, 12 targets, eight receptions, 10 targets, seven receptions. Been extremely efficient going into KC. He'll obviously be in a – has the positive game script. I just like the over on the five and a half. Uh, and for my second, I'm going to go Aaron Jones off the main slate. He's playing in the Sunday night game. I'm going to go the under 59 and a half. On DK Sportsbook right now, That that his rushing – for his rushing total, he's getting 55 yards – you're getting the 44 points there, taking the under. So Aaron Jones, I'm taking the under, and Mike Williams, the over on receptions. Yeah, Mike Williams in a great matchup. He's getting the targets. He's going against uh, some soft pieces in that Kansas City secondary. You have to believe that they'll be pretty heavily focused on Keenan Allen. And then I love the Aaron Jones call. This is a videotape league. Coaches watch the tape. They're going to watch Aaron Jones scamper all over the Detroit Lions last week. And Kyle Shanahan is going to game plan, I think, to keep him in check. So like those two, for me, I'm going to go right back to the well, something that's been pretty profitable over the course of the last couple of seasons. Don't think it's going to change here in the short term. And I'm going to go with a couple of guys who are taking on the Atlanta Falcons. The game is at MetLife. It is in Jersey. And Daniel Jones has looked pretty, pretty good, as has To be fair, every single quarterback that has taken on the Falcons over the course of the last couple of years, and his touchdown passing prop is one and a half. Almost everybody, Bobby, throws more than two touchdown passes against these Falcons. Saquon Barkley, we'll talk a little bit more about him in a bit. He played 84% of the snaps for the Giants last week against the Washington football team. Look, I'm not so much concerned about the rushing game of the Giants taking over here. I think it's a good opportunity to get Saquon in the end zone with a pass. But the player that I'm going to go with for my second pick is a guy who's disappointed some people early in this season. And it's in the same game. It's against the same offense because it's just been an absolute printer. Take the quarterback and at least one or two wide receivers against this Falcons team. mentioned it last week. I just don't think the defensive personnel here – has the ability to stop anyone. Their only option is to do much what they did last season, which is start to slow the games down. But Arthur Smith wants to keep his foot on the gas. And I like Kenny Galladay here, over 52 and a half receiving yards. He's had 14 targets in the first two games. And that was against Denver and the Washington football team. Some pretty good secondaries, pretty good defenses. He's not going to face a good secondary this Sunday, Bobby. He's not. He's not going to face anyone that's going to be able to stop him. And I like him quite a bit here, a good pairing. And on DraftKings, he's just 5.6K. So those are going to be my two prize picks. We'll circle back next week and let you know how we did. Uh, Currently, it's, of course, Friday morning. By the time you're watching this, I feel pretty confident in all four of these picks. 
we'll move on and get into the games and go position by position here. Just give you a couple of guys that we feel pretty confident in at each position. We'll end up with the defense. I think there's a couple of really interesting defenses this week. All the injuries to the starting quarterbacks in the NFL in the first couple of weeks. But we'll get to that later. Starting at the quarterback position, I already told you that I like Daniel Jones. This is a matchup where every quarterback has eviscerated this Falcons defense. With Jones at that 5.8 price point on DraftKings, you also have the rushing capability, the rushing upside. We've seen him against the Eagles, I think it was last year, rush for like 100 yards plus. Not expecting that, but I, I certainly think that the 300-yard bonus, a couple of touchdowns, and maybe between 40 and 50 rushing yards is here on the table. If I'm going to pay down, it's going to be going with Daniel Jones against the Atlanta Falcons. Another guy that I'm interested in, I think it's too easy to say, although he might be one of your plays, and that's fine, Lamar Jackson against the Lions. Of course, he's a great play. But I think Matthew Stafford, obviously in a much better system here in Los Angeles with just incredible weapons. Kenny Galladay was all he had last year, and TJ Hawkinson, of course, was there as well. But, man, with Cup, with Woods, with the running backs, and what's great about this matchup against Tampa Bay is they don't allow the run. And even Jared Goff, in his two matchups as a Los Angeles Ram against Tampa Bay, went to close to 30 DraftKings points in both of those matchups. Stafford, a much better quarterback at this point in his career. He's just 6.4. I think this is going to be a fast-paced matchup. I think both teams are going to struggle to run. And the offenses here, in particular through the air, I think are pretty good bets. So Stafford and Jones, what do you like this week, Bobby, at the quarterback position? Yeah, I think you made a, you hit on a really good point with Daniel Jones. The rushing equity is usually undervalued in, with his situation. He's down at 5,800. In cash games, like if I'm playing cash, it's obviously Lamar Jackson up at 7,800 just for the rushing equity versus this uh, Detroit team that can't really stop a nosebleed. But the two guys that I'm going to talk about are more GPP-oriented. I just think Justin Herbert, uh, his – He's coming in relatively under-owned for what is at his price point at 6,500 and with this game total being what it is. I also like his weapons, and I think his weapons are also coming in relatively cheap. Um, and outside of Herbert, I think Ryan Tannehill in the Tennessee passing game offers you significant leverage off of Derek, what will be Derek Henry chalk uh, this week. So those are the two guys that I think I'm going to be targeting in GPPs. Yeah, Herbert's a great call. I actually wrote him down, and then I said, no, I'm going to go with Stafford. It's close. And who knows? By Sunday, I may be back on the Justin Herbert train. I do think, and I've seen ownership projections, right? He's looking right around 5%, which is a complete bargain for a team that's giving up as many points to opposing quarterbacks as the Kansas City Chiefs are. And in terms of the second pick, it's really interesting. Obviously, Derrick Henry with the three touchdowns, against Seattle. He's going to be very popular, looking like one of the most popular plays on the slate. And it's not that he gets a bad matchup. It's just that, is he going to repeat that performance? And I think there are some interesting running backs at lower prices that I'm going to target. So don't mind the, the Tannehill call at all. Actually, I like one of his, one of his receivers this week quite a bit. We'll get to that in a moment. But talk to me about your running backs before I get into them. What do you like at running back this week 
Yeah, so the three main running backs for me are Barkley, Mixon, and Henry. I feel like if you're playing cash games, that's where a lot of the higher-end cash game guys are going to go. Um, Barkley, for me, like 47% of the snaps week one, 84% of the snaps week two. So that's climbing at his price. We're never going to see Saquon at this price point at 6,300. So for me, it's tough really to get away from him. Mixon seeing all of the work pretty much 78% of the snaps week one, 83% of the snaps week two and hundred percent of the attempts week two on uh, Derrick Henry. He's obviously Derrick Henry. We know what he does uh, getting all the snaps, getting the majority of attempts. Um, but for me, like the stone cold guy, I, I'm just going to try to be ahead on Barkley. I think he's going to be the linchpin cash game construction, but I think there's guys around both Mixon and Henry that you can work around in terms of leverage. So uh my main guy is going to be Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I love that. Saquon, one of my picks as well here. 16 touches, as you mentioned, on 84% of the snaps last week against Washington. And I think there's this conception, and it's it's somewhat true that the Falcons, if they're decent, mediocre, anywhere defensively, it's against the run, right? Much better than against the pass. But Saquon is involved in the pass game. Only three passing targets last week against Washington, but a much more difficult matchup. And you, you're right. The price tag here is just too – we're not going to see it again. Absolutely. So I like that call on Saquon quite a bit. Like the mixing call, also with Pittsburgh suffering so many injuries on defense. TJ Watt leaving the game uh, early last week against the Raiders. Their best sack possibility – going down with a fractured ankle. They have injuries in the secondary there. And I was thinking about it earlier. I actually think Joe Burrow at 5-5 on DraftKings is a little bit interesting for tournaments. But the second guy that I have, and you got to keep an eye on his health, but we've seen this with Dalvin Cook. He gets a matchup at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, we saw, we've been talking about it now for the last couple of minutes, what Derrick Henry did against this team last week. And Dalvin Cook all the way down to 8.4. Mike Zimmer says, hey, yeah, he's a little banged up, blah, blah, blah. Coach speaks, coach speak. He expects him to play. Again, keep an eye on his health. But if that's going to help lower his ownership because people are going to be concerned, is he going to play? Is he not? Obviously didn't practice on Wednesday. He's not a guy who's going to practice a whole lot, I don't think, during the season. The new trend in the NFL is to try and keep the superstars healthy. And I think that's actually good for his potential to play on Sunday. And I like him quite a bit here against the Seahawks. I'll jump right into wide receivers and talk about on the other side of that game, everyone's talking about Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, an incredible first two weeks of the season. This is a great matchup for opposing offenses, as we've seen so far with the Bengals and Joe Burrow, with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. And I like Russ Wilson to DK Metcalf. This week, DK, I said it last week, he was my favorite receiver. Didn't work out all that well. But here's the thing. The first two weeks, with everyone talking about Lockett, you would think that Lockett got something like 60% of the target share. It's 50-50. They've gotten the same amount of targets. It's just that Tyler Lockett has done so much more with them. I think this is the week that DK gets right. You saw him and Russ, or at least I did, talking on the sidelines last week. How can I get a little bit more open? What, what are the things I can do? I think they get him open downfield in this game. I like DK Metcalf a lot here. I talked about 
Kenny Galladay, obviously a great play, and I'll have a bunch of him. But we've got another situation where there's a wide receiver one who's gone crazy the first two weeks. Everyone's going to be excited about him. I'm talking about Cooper Cup, but we also mentioned at the open here, this is a videotape league, and I guarantee you that Bruce Arians has watched a lot of Cooper Cup running around like a maniac on the field the last couple of weeks, including almost getting in at the end of that game last week against the Colts for a rushing touchdown. How tilting would that have been if you didn't have Cooper Cup like me? But Robert Woods, 5.7. Woods, 13 targets through the first two games. I'm going to bet that Arians is going to game plan to try and at least limit Cooper Cup, if not try and take him away completely. And Woods, some pretty good history against this Tampa Bay team in their last two minis. That was with Jared Goff. Now he's got Matthew Stafford. Now he's got a guy who can power that ball down the field to him. So I'm going to go with Metcalf, and I'm going to go with Woods, and I think I can sneak Galladay into the same lineup too. But I don't want to give you my whole lineup. Bobby, talk to me about what do you think about Dalvin Cook at the running back position? Obviously, we both like Saquon. And then what about your wide receivers? And any thoughts on Bobby Trees, as they call him at RPS, and my guy DK? Yeah, so hitting on Dalvin Cook, like the late swap equity with Dalvin Cook is going to be tremendous. You get Mixon, you have Henry, you have Saquon all kicking off on the at the 1 p.m. start of the slate, and then you're going to be waiting on Dalvin news. And if you get that Dalvin news, which I think we will, we got quality coach speak, it's going to be – you're going to get him at low ownerships. I really like the late swap equity there and waiting on Dalvin. Another interesting sneaky running back, I think, just with injury situations, with Antonio Brown getting COVID – down at, he's never going to hit any optimals based on the snap percentage that he's seen. But I I like Geo at 4K. I know a lot of the guys that are basically paying up, and that's are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, James Robinson, Mike Davis. Those guys are kind of um, basically popping in optimals as the low-end running backs. But I don't mind Geo and large field stuff. Just wanted to get that tidbit, tidbit in there. You hit on DK Metcalf for the wide receiver position. I love DK uh, I think he's a great play this week. I'm, I think I'm going to go to his 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 former teammate, A.J. Brown, tweeting at his family, couldn't catch COVID last week. I think he's going to get back on track. And I think he's significant leverage off of Derrick Henry in GPPs. Like the Bobby Trees call, again, that's RPS Discord lingo for you. If you haven't been in our RPS Discord and you're, and you're a member, make sure you're getting in there. I like Bobby, Bobby Trees down at 5'8", um, or wherever he's priced in a kind of a, just getting off Cooper Cup. But my secondary wide receiver play is going to be in that game as well, and I'm going to hop to Chris Godwin uh, going to get that against that Rams secondary. Mike Evans likely sees Jalen Ramsey, and in that case, I think it just opens up the field. Guys like Godwin and Gio Bernard, who hasn't played any snaps, but I went back and watched this Tampa Bay game last year versus the Rams, and the inefficiencies were really put on display in terms of the running backs and their, as pass catchers. And that's kind of why they brought Gio on. So I don't mind Gio as a long field GPP play uh, for this week. But I know we're talking about wide receivers. My guy here is Godwin. You know, Bobby, I'm feeling pretty good because in my draft player pool so far, Godwin and Brown are the absolute next names after the three that I mentioned. So being on the same page as you, I feel pretty comfortable right now. And again, it's early. It's early. we got the weekend yet to go, which is why if you're watching this, first of all, smash the like button, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, get on that prize picks with code MMN for your 
$100 deposit match and to see where we end up. Bobby puts up a pour. He puts up a whole slate plan for the for the members. It's incredible the amount of information that's out there right around, I don't know, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock Saturday evening. Go to rumpuresports.com or rumpurebets.com if that's what you do. You do on the betting side. We get a whole team over there. Enter code RPSHEATER25, and you get 25% off of your first month's payment. And now that we've covered quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And, and I don't know, Bobby, I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts here because I honestly think there's, it, it, so far in the first, this being week three, obviously, I think this is one of the deepest weeks, the deepest week that we've seen so far this season for the tight end position. I wrote down five or six names. It's going to be obviously something that I whittled down by the time we get to Sunday. But I do think there's a bunch of tight ends in really, really good spots. What do you got at the tight end position? Yeah, so if they, I think if you're playing cash games, TJ Hawkinson is just someone who you're going to be trying to get to. We've seen the chemistry with Goff. He's over at 5-2. I really like Hawkinson. I like him in tournaments as well. Um, and then from there, like, a lot of flop lag with Tyler Higby. I I just a lot of the high, he was pretty much the cash game um, optimal guy for everyone last week. Really put up a stinker. I don't mind going back to Higby. You talked about Bobby Trees, how uh, basically the Bucks are going to try to scheme to. Well, you can't assume rational coaching, but I would try to stop Cooper Cup. Um, so then it should leave some routes open for Tyler Higby. I don't mind getting to Higby as well going back and trying to grease that squeaky wheel. Yeah, and Hawkinson, obviously, an already somewhat decimated wide receiver core with Tyrell Williams missing last week. I mean, Quintus Cephas was the wide receiver one. And even if there's an effort by the Ravens to take Hawkinson out of the game, just pure volume at his price point is very, very interesting a couple of guys that I have on my list talked about flop lag. This guy is a guy who I think is going to see heavy ownership almost every week. Didn't pan out last week in Pittsburgh. I was not on him, but now the Raiders, Derek Carr and Darren Waller get a home matchup against the Miami Dolphins. I thought along with a lot of other people that this Miami Dolphins defense was going to be somewhat decent, almost pretty good. This season, they looked like they were in week one against the Patriots, but again, against a rookie quarterback playing his first game, maybe that amplified our expectations from them. They looked absolutely horrific last week against Josh Allen and the Bills. And now the surprising Las Vegas Raiders go home unbeaten to take on the Dolphins. I like Darren Waller here a good bit at 7-4 in a nice bounce back spot at home against the Miami defense that is pretty soft against the tight end position. And then we talked about injuries, been talking about injuries here for most of this broadcast and Cleveland with Jarvis Landry on the IR with OBJ questionable. If he plays, it'll be his first game in a year. And Austin Hooper seeing a lot of targets out of Baker Mayfield Hooper. If you're going to pay down at tight end is pretty interesting at low ownership and just 3.6 K against the Chicago Bears in a game that sets up as kind of a slow, ugly affair that I don't want a whole lot of pieces of. But if I'm going to pay down, I think Hooper is bound to see a bunch of targets in this game. So 
I think from that perspective, that'll wrap it up at tight end. Obviously, there's, like I said, there's probably several other tight ends in play this week. I do like the Higby call. I think people are going to see he got just that one target last week. But why would you target anyone else if you're not going to cover Cooper Cup? I mean, that was simply the game plan for Stafford. It worked out pretty well. Bobby, what do you think in terms of overall at the tight end position, those guys? And then overall, you, you mentioned cash and there's cash games, there's tournament games. What do you do more of and what are some of your top strategic tips for people watching this video in terms of this week? Are you looking to get the most raw points out of a particular position? You're looking for ownership as well. What's your mix and, and what do you do in terms of cash versus tournament before we get into the defenses? Yeah, so for me, I usually play a ton of GBPs, but understanding like the cash construction and just general lineup construction, I think is extremely important. I think that's one of the benefits at RPS. Like you have Mangone, you have Hoop, you have Title. They're some of the best cash game players in the world, basically giving you their core plays, uh, analyzing pretty much all the cash game plays and really kind of leading you in terms of dis in trying to basically figure out construction. And I think that's really important for what I'm trying to do. So I'm really cognizant of like where those guys at, I play a lot of like higher end small field stuff. So I find it really important. Um, yeah, I, that's pretty much how I kind of attack things. I play differently in golf. I'll play MME more large field stuff. NFL, I play like three to five pretty much. Good stuff. Good stuff there. And once again, if you're watching this, hit smash, if you will, the like button and subscribe to the Mayo Media Network and then go on over and search for the Run Pure Sports YouTube Network. Subscribe there. And for all of the most up to date information, we'll have a playbook. We'll have core plays. Bobby will have his core plays. He'll have a slate strategy up this weekend at RunPureSports.com. Enter code RPSHEATER25 for 25% off of your first punts payment and we'll move on to defenses and there's a couple of defenses again the theme of this week for me is opportunity created by injury not so much on the offensive side but on the defensive side to Italia Boa has been ruled out the Dolphins at one and one go into Las Vegas and it looked so good last week against the Buffalo Bills and they're going to have Jacoby Brissett under center. Now they will get Will Fuller back, but man, I didn't like what I saw out of Jacoby Brissett, but what I did like was what I've seen out of this Las Vegas Raiders defense on the road in Pittsburgh. Now they get a home matchup against a quarterback who is best known for his end zone trickery with the Indianapolis Colts and the Raiders are just 3.4 K on DraftKings. Josh Jacobs is questionable so interesting spot here. Obviously, we want to tie when we can our defenses to our running backs. But I do like the Raiders here a good bit at 3-4. And then you may have, and it looks like you will have, Jacob Eason starting, making his first NFL start for the Indianapolis Colts as they go into Tennessee. Tennessee, not a defense that we click very often the last couple of years, the way this team has played at a – very high pace and given up a ton of points to opposing quarterbacks and wide receivers, but at just 2.4 K on DraftKings, I'm with you on the Tannehill and AJ Brown, and I'm with you on 
thinking that the Titans are going to win this one in a walkaway. And if I'm looking to pay down at defense, I think as of right now, the Titans at 2-4 are a place that I'm looking to go. I watched Jacob Eason play at Georgia. He actually lost the starting job at one point at Georgia because he's completely immobile. I don't think that's a good sign for his first NFL start as a backup coming in with the injury to Carson Wentz. Where are you going on defense this week? Yeah, so in regards to the defense, I think a lot of people with Easton starting are going to go down to the Titans. Does hurt my uh, A.J. Brown take a little bit, I, I will say. I, I still I still think I like A.J. Brown, but it makes me, with the game strip kind of trending the way it's trending, maybe I don't want to go there as per se, just because of how that is in terms of they're just going to pound. It looks like they're just going to pound this team. But anyways, like playing the Titans defense, well, I feel like a lot of people go there and in, in um, cash games, I'm not really looking to go there in tournaments. Something I did last week, I went to that pan. I, I noticed that with Cedric Wilson opening up his value, um, I kind of got off the chalk defense and got up to the Panthers. I think that was one of my better moves on the slate just because construction had everyone kind of paying down in that situation. Uh, here, I don't mind paying up. Honestly, I'm, I don't want to play pay 4-1 for the Patriots, but definitely don't mind going to like a 3K defense, like say the Cardinals, or, or the Cardinals look chalky as well. Maybe the Cleveland Browns up at 3-2 with Justin Fields. He's They haven't been good, the Browns. Their defense has not been great, but Justin Fields is going to run the ball. He's a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks are prone to mistakes, and at 3-2, with the Browns defensive front, I don't mind taking a shot on the Browns um, at that price tag. Yeah, that's that's a good call as well. That's one I was thinking of. Also is the Browns with Justin Fields making his first start. Of course, the Denver Broncos get Zach Wilson and the Jets at home. So I think there's a number of different ways you could go this week at defense but that'll wrap it up. That'll do it for us. Once again, if you're watching and you enjoyed it, and I'm sure you did because I enjoyed recording it with, as I mentioned, my homie from Run Pure Sports, Bobby Gomes. Bobby, where can the people find you, by the way, besides at Run Pure Sports? Yeah, at Bobby Gomes DFS on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So smash that like button and don't speak on mute. That's a good lesson for everyone at home. <laughs> and uh, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, the Run Pure Sports YouTube Network. And we'll be back here next week for week four. Tambo will be back from his siesta. He'll be done counting his money by then. And it'll be Tambo and I next week. Until then, Run Pure. doesn't matter i i, I his, think that his tag's kind of cheap at 6500 either way but i i think the guy